To venerate is to hold in great respect. This great nation of ours is filled with great people that have a story to tell. The Veneration Nation is a storytelling podcast. Storytelling from the distinguished and sometimes controversial members of our community. We will document the stories behind these great people. Join us, listen, and learn. Are you someone we need to talk to? Or do you have a suggestion of someone we should be talking to? Email us your suggestions to the Veneration Nation at Outlook.com. Now, the Veneration Nation podcast, based out of the great Pacific Northwest in Ording, Washington. Welcome, everyone, to our debut episode. Tonight, we have a special recording for you that was done back in 1966. We have a U.S. Army vet that was stationed in Tuiwa on the southern coast of Vietnam during the conflict. So sit back and relax and enjoy listening to this message that he sent back to his family. With its mountains and jungles, this pleasure land is calling. And located halfway between on the South China Sea is the pearl of this plunder land, Tuiwa. Tuiwa, the seamy metropolis of 6,000 souls and 400 dogs. Tuiwa, with its sidewalk cafes, teeming with filthy shoeshine boys, beggars, flies, and the dirtiest people you ever saw. Enjoy yourself as you drink your native Coke at 80 cents a bottle, or black market American beer at a dollar a can, as you view the piles of garbage in the gutter. Listen to the plaintive pleas of the little boys as they ask, Hey, G.I., you want boom boom? And to add to your pleasure is the sunny beach of South Tuiwa, caressed by the South China Sea and pampered by the warm 100-degree sun. You enjoy yourself as you stagger through six different kinds of cactus and make friends with the lizards and the bamboo vipers. And if you are more the more adventurous type, take a side trip inland through the courtesy of the United States Air Force and visit the questionable cities of Anqui or Pleiku. Ah yes, Anqui and Pleiku in the highlands, with VD in the cities and VC in the jungles. What a wonderful way to end a vacation. And as we say goodbye to this wonderland, we listen to the natives singing the revolting song, Ah Di Chungguk Gu, which translated means, Yankee, go home. I bet you never expected to hear my voice, did you? Well, let me tell you a story on this. I saw this little thing in the uh, this Japanese Korean catalog we got, and I thought this would be an easy way to uh, uh, get in touch with each other instead of all this writing back and forth. I get writer's cramps pretty easy. How are you, Mike? Chris, what's new? Sean? Sean, are you there? What are you doing, Sean? Are you a big boy now? Yeah, this is Daddy. Don't you recognize me? <laughs> hey, this is quite unusual because uh, you're sitting here talking to yourself, you know. I was going to do this taping over in the uh, tent where I sleep, 
And those characters over there are playing poker, and uh, they've uh, two of them have got uh, their own record players, a couple of colored boys, and uh, they compete with each other on which one can play their record player the loudest. And they play this type of music that, uh, well, it's not even the type that Mike likes to hear, you know, but it's uh, some colored gal screaming her ears out. So with all that noise over there, why, it's almost impossible to do any taping. Uh, if you hear a little background noise, it's because uh, I came over here into the supply tent. I'm sitting here in the supply tent, and uh, the wind is blowing, and if you hear this whistling, it's just the, the tent that's uh, tied onto this steel, big steel box that I'm setting in here. Uh, I'm setting on a case of white label Scotch whiskey, and the tape recorder is setting on a case of black and white Scotch whiskey. <laughs> no sweat. They're both closed. I'm not drinking. <laughs> I uh, almost finished your letter tonight. I was waiting patiently. Uh, it's 7 o'clock now, and the mail did can't come in, but there was so much of it, they didn't think they'd have it broken down until about 7, so Mac, my accountant, he's going back over now and check the mail. I'm hoping that uh, it may have the... Uh, the pictures in there, the colored pictures that I sent that you were going to have developed and printed. You remember? Chris, are you still there? Chris? Thanks a lot for your uh, two Christmas trees. Those things are real beautiful. I uh, hung them up in my tent over there, and uh, they're hanging there, but when it rained here the other night, they got a little bit damp and they started falling apart, but I'm going to get some glue and put them back up one of these days. Thanks a lot, buddy. They look real pretty. Uh, Mom tells me you're going to have a little Christmas tree this year. I kind of wished I could be there to help you trim it, but uh, Christmas after next, I'll be home, no problem. Mike, what are you doing? Have you finished your uh, homework already? How about that clarinet? You been practicing? And I don't want to hear any more about D's on the report card. How come you get a D, buddy? I'll bet you didn't get a D in baseball or football, did you? Sean, are you still there? Sean? Uh, you can't talk back to me, son, because uh, all you got to do is listen now. You hear me? <laughs> okay, you be a good boy now. This is uh, quite odd because, as I say, you're, you're sitting here and uh, talking to yourself. You don't know what to talk about. Uh, there's a million things you want to say. Uh, if you hear a little background noise, now right next to where we're at here is the uh, B Company of the 4th Med. And uh, if you hear a chopper going over, it's probably a chopper that's uh, bringing uh, some wounded soldier in because uh, as soon as a soldier gets wounded over here, why they take a helicopter out and they fly him back in. And uh, so far, we've been pretty lucky. I think uh, within the whole brigade, we've only had about 13 people that's wounded. And uh, I've seen two or three of them. They get shot through the leg and something like this. Nothing real bad. Uh, what the, the biggest problem over here is these kids are out in the woods. They're always, uh, they go for weeks maybe without changing their socks, and then they get jungle rot on their feet, and they got a lot of those in the hospital now. But that's uh, nothing to do with us. Today, 
I didn't mention it in the letter, but today is Sunday, and uh, we were supposed to have a USO show down here. I saw the poster on it. I didn't recognize any of the people. Uh, there was a drummer and an accordion player and uh, a couple of gals that sang and another gal that was billed as a dancer. So this was set up for about 2 o'clock, but about noon it started getting a little dark and started to rain a little bit, so uh, they canceled the whole thing. And by 2 o'clock, though, the weather was beautiful. Well, if you can consider uh, a little sun and a little sprinkling in with it, it was beautiful. It was a lot better than what we've had the last couple of days. It's been terrible. Uh, let's see, what else is new? Nothing much. Tomorrow's the 5th. We've got a big inventory to take here in the PX. We, uh, checking the record books, we find uh, we should have something like $67,000 worth of merchandise on hand. Uh, since we opened, we have did, uh, let's see, last month was $38,900. Uh, this month so far, 28000 so there's uh, about 70,000 bucks already we've did. So we're doing okay. We're selling a lot of goodies to these people. Uh, one thing we aren't selling is this scotch that's sitting in this building here where I'm taping right now. They don't seem to like that scotch whiskey. Uh, in the letter that I uh, wrote tonight, I mentioned uh, number one is first. What I'm trying to say is that uh, this tape is not numbered on one side or the other, but I have put a number one on one side of it. When you run it, the number one should be up and should be on your left-hand spool. That way you'll start at the beginning. Don't get shook with the beginning of this tape now because I was uh, trying to do a little commercial on uh, uh, Vietnam. <laughs> and some of the initials in there you may not understand. I'm sure you'll understand uh, when I say VC, I'm talking about the Viet Cong, and the other two initials, I'm pretty sure you understand what I'm talking about there. I uh, taped this commercial two or three times, and uh, one of the kids down there with the uh, record player was helping me, and he was feeding me this lead-in music at the start, and then the music that's on the tail end is, uh, this is part of the record that I'm planning on sending to Mike. He will probably get it within uh, a day or two. I've got to get some heavy cardboard to wrap it up first. Did you hear that chopper that just went over? That's one of those big ones like they had around uh, Fort Lewis there just before we left. They can carry uh, one, two, three, six passengers, or they can put uh, three litter patients in that thing. I forgot to mention in the letter that uh, I did receive the little letter from Mary and then, uh, tell her I thank her very much and uh, I think I know where Cy is going if he's going to that 90th replacement that's in Saigon and uh, that's a jumping town of course if you're stationed down there. Uh, the first trip down there I talked to a sergeant that was stationed in there and he said the bad part about Saigon is that you don't make enough money down there. Everything's so expensive. Sai uh, is a pretty quiet fellow, though, and I don't think he'll uh, be out chasing the women too much. I, now you can hear that chopper. You hear it now? Real good and plain. 
that one went right over the tent here, right across the top of the tent. I guess he, he couldn't have been up probably over 40 or 50 feet. Uh, one bad thing about them, when they go over like that, they cause a terrific downdraft, and they just shake up everything that's underneath them. So that one was pretty close. I'm getting towards the end of this side, so I'm going to knock this off now and reverse the tape, and I'm now going to tape two. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, if I've got this thing working properly, this should be side number two. So if you've got this on first, you're wrong. Now, let's see, where were we? Now, the chopper just went over. Uh, let me see. Oh, the rabbit. Did Chris, did you ever get that rabbit? I get home, we'll uh, see if we can't do something about the rabbit situation. How's the goldfish? I haven't heard anything about those lately. And what happened to the turtles? You haven't told me anything about that. Have you got your girlfriend yet, Chris? Okay, well, the next time you write me a letter, you can tell me all about it. Or the next time that uh, when Mom gets her tape recorder and uh, uh, you can get your few words in already, huh? Okay. Mike, I'd like to have a few words from you, too, when uh, Mom gets her recorder, because uh, one of these tapes on one side will go uh, about 15, 16 minutes, and uh, when you use a double tape like this, like we're doing it right now, you'll get a run of about uh, uh, 32 minutes, I think it is. And you can it, it's hard to find a lot of things to talk about in 32 minutes. Oh, I told Mom in the last letter, uh, thanks a lot for the chocolates. You want me to get fat, don't you? I uh, opened those last night when I got them, and uh, right now they're about half gone. <laughs> they're very, very good. Thanks a lot. I'm running this tape recorder tonight on, uh, on battery. Of course, we don't have electricity over here in this tent, but the uh, battery seems to work all right. Uh, Another good thing about it is uh, when you read the instruction booklet there, it tells you about that little plug that goes in your ear when you're uh, listening back. If you don't want anybody to listen uh, in on the tape, well, you just take the thing and plug it in and stick it in your ear, and you're all be yourself, and nobody can hear what you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> the book that I sent, uh, you should have that thing by now for sure. And uh, as I told you in the letter, if there's anything in there that... Uh, you see that you like, why let me know and I'll do my darnest to get it for you. As long as it's not a mink stole. I don't like mink anyway. I think maybe I'm allergic to it. <laughs> It'd be interesting if you could uh, see me where I'm sitting here right at the moment. I've got my GI flashlight propped up here and uh, it's focused out across the tape recorder and the, uh, nobody else out here but just me and uh, 
pretty lonely feeling right now. Oh, I wanted to ask you in uh, one of the letters, and I forgot about it, how does the lawn look around there? Does it look any better than when I left? And uh, what happened to those two uh, rose bushes that I planted out there? I hope Mike didn't pull that one up thinking it was a dead petunia. If I know Mike, he pulled up the fence and the petunias and everything else that was around there. Now I'm just kidding, Mike. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, whatever happened to that lady over there, the uh, lady that had the uh, two girls, you know, the, the girls that didn't have any uh, any toys, was always bugging our kids and everybody else. Are they still around? How about that character that lived over there across from uh, Mr. Enlow, uh, all that sergeant, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now, the guy that had the Chevrolet station wagon. Is he still around there or has he left? Uh, so many questions I'd like to ask. Uh, gee, even though I've only been gone three months, it seems like it's been about three years and I've forgotten people's names and everything else. Hey, Chris, uh, what'd you do with the birthday present I sent you? I told Mom that I bet a dollar you'd go out and buy eight dollars worth of bubble gum. I bet you didn't buy that much, though, did you? What'd you get, seven dollars worth? <laughs> well, I hope you had a real good birthday, uh, if I was back there, you realize, of course, you get a birthday whipping. How many kids did you invite to your party? Well, I bet you had a lot of fun. Oh, I found out something today. Uh, one of my boys over here, he goes down, uh, he goes down towards Tuiwa about every day. He's got some sort of a deal cooking down there with a quartermaster outfit. He goes down by Tuiwa every day, and he takes in laundry and picks up laundry for us and. Uh, on the way back, he always stops and gets some good ice. Uh, the Vietnamese over here, they make ice, but uh, they make it out of non-potable water, and you can cool uh, soda or beer or anything you want to, but then you got to wipe the can or the bottle off real good before you drink it because the, the water that they use for the ice is not pure. But uh, uh, he came back the other day, and he stopped in Tuiwa, and he picked up some... Uh, Christmas cards, and they're real pretty. They're uh, little pictures on the front, and the pictures are uh, painted on silk. And the uh, inscription on them, of course, is in English. It's printed in English, the Merry Christmas and all this bit. And on the back side of it, it says, Made in Vietnam. So uh, he tells me they cost him about, uh, what do you say, 20 piaster, which is, uh, well, what, 19 cents maybe a piece, but I'm going to have him... Uh, pick up some for me and I'll get those out the mail and I'm going to uh, send one to Omi too I'm sure she'll get a big kick out of uh, getting a Christmas card all the way from South Vietnam oh I just happened to think of something else I just saw them today uh, here about uh, three weeks ago uh, there was a man came into the PX and uh, he said Sarge are you the manager and I said yeah he said, uh, will you sell us some beer? And I said, well, what outfit you from? He said, we're from uh, such and such a scout dog platoon. And I told him, I said, well, uh, we only order beer for the 1st Brigade. I said, if you don't have too many people, uh, might be able to take care of you. How many people you got over there? And he said, well, there's only 12 of us. I said, okay, I can let you have uh, 12 cases of beer and 12 cases of soda. And I got to asking him then, I said, how many dogs you got? And he said, we got eight of them. 
So uh, the other day I rode over by there, and sure enough, they got eight great big German police dogs over there. All oh, their beautiful animals. Uh, there's only one bad thing about them, though, is uh, you don't even dare go up and talk to them or try to pet them because they are trained with a specific GI, and he's the only man that can do anything with them. And uh, they keep them chained up all the time. And whether or not they've been using them out on this operation there, that they're out on now, I don't know, but uh, you have probably read stories about the scout dogs, how they can pick out Charlie wherever he's hiding. I did see a little uh, poop yesterday about what some of our people are doing up here in the Tuiyan district, that's up north of Tuiwa. They're going in, uh, going in from the China Sea, and the 101st Airborne is coming in from the south, and they're pinching these uh, Charlies off up there, and uh, just the other day they overrun a hospital, which uh, was a complete hospital, uh, not as we know a hospital. It had the, uh, the little bamboo shacks hidden in the jungle there, and they found medicine and uh, all type of tools for operating on people, and uh, they found no people there, of course, but they uh, got the choppers in, they took out all the medicine, gave it to the Vietnam people down here in Tuiwa, and uh, all the operating tools and such as that, they turn over to the province chief here, and uh, he distributes it where it's needed. Uh, then they kept on going, and uh, they got into a little firefight, and uh, we had uh, two men wounded on this one, and when it was all over with, uh, they killed 18 Charlies, and uh, they overrun this place, and here was, uh, Charlie was all set up, he had all kind of tools in there. They said he could have uh, did ev everything from uh, make a machine gun to repair a watch. And they got all kind of tools out of this little area. So Charlie is back in these hills. Now, there's nothing for us to worry about here because, uh, uh, let's see, Tuiwa is 12 miles. Tuiyan is another uh, 18 miles. And they're about, that's 30 miles. And they're about 10 or 12 miles back in the country. So it's over, over 40 miles from where we're at right here. And uh, these are the people that I keep telling you about that come back from the field every so often. They come back for uh, five or six days and they get hot chow and hot showers and clean clothes. And boy, when they come in, they really look ragged. They look like they've been sleeping out there in those damn dirty rice paddies. It's miserable. But they got Charlie on the move here and uh, the rock regiment that's right next to us here uh, Every so often at night, you'll hear them firing off their artillery over there, and they're firing way over in these mountains that uh, I was telling you about, uh, which is five, six, seven miles from here, and they fire over in there. I don't know what they're firing on, but these rock soldiers are really mean. When they go into an area, they just knock off everything they run across. Uh, we're pretty secure right here, though. We have uh, all this barbed wire fence and everything all around us, and and uh, every night they've got actually hundreds of men out on this perimeter and they've got uh, machine guns and the whole works out there. Uh, the other night I woke up and I heard uh, some loud noises and I thought, my God, we've got some awful big guns in this area. And I thought nothing of it because uh, they moved them in and moved them out. And I found out the next day that there was a Navy ship was coming down the coast and uh, the rocks had found out that it was coming, and just from the hell of it, they got in touch with the Navy boat and 
this Navy ship was uh, firing some big shells over into those hills. I think the Navy was just looking for something to fire on in order to give their gun crews a little uh, training, perhaps. But they must have fired, uh, oh, eight or ten rounds, and then that's all there was to it. Uh, it's pretty quiet around here. The uh, Most of the excitement we get around here is the MPs pick up people for speeding in the base camp. Our base camp is uh, patrolled by one MP jeep, and if anybody does over 10 miles an hour, why, they write them up a ticket for it. Well, Zusa, I'm getting right down close to the end of this tape now. Uh, if you have your tape recorder now, I'm very, very happy about it. If you don't have it, I hope you have found a friend that has one. Uh, I won't try to put any schedule on taping to you, but I'll tape whenever I feel like it, when I have something to say. So until I see you, I, uh, be good and be careful. And I miss all of you very, very much. And you know I love you. And I'll see you later then, okay? Good night. Well, thank you for listening tonight. And please tune in next week for the next episode of the Veneration Nation. Thank you for listening, and have a good evening.